Welcome in, everybody, to another week of That Movie Show. Mike Went and Eddie McCabe taking you to another week of movie talk. Eddie, how you doing this week? Oh, I am doing dandy. dandy. It's a great day for movies. It is a glorious week in COVID land. Oh, God. I am watching all of the things. <laughs> all of the things. Uh, a quick, uh, basically, asterisk recap of last, well, not last week's, two weeks ago show, because, you know, shit happens. Uh, 3,000 Miles to Graceland we covered. Uh, it, was a, it was a movie. Uh, <laughs> and we had some thoughts. However, someone else that had some thoughts was co-star of the movie and former WCW World Heavyweight Champion, David Arquette. Uh, yeah. The funny thing was, and this is how I realized... Uh, so when I, I, I filmed the commercial back in June, uh, yeah. and in order to just completely focus on my job and what I was doing and basically just, you know, enjoy my time doing it, I turned all my notifications off on my phone. Like every oh, app I have turned the them all off, every single one. I didn't want to talk or interact with anybody. That's why it took me almost a month to post the pictures from the commercial shoot. And... I didn't realize my that I never turned my Twitter notifications on until you told me, like, hey, that was pretty cool, right? And I'm like, what? He's like, what David Arquette said. I go, what did he say? He goes, check your Twitter. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Dave, David Arquette responded uh, to our tweet about last uh, our last episode, 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the actual tweet that he sent us. Uh, it was basically got shot in this movie, yeah. this this action movie, because, of course, we do an action movie quarantine. Um, where is it here? Oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, so David Arquette re- replied to our tweet, and he says, A few know that I got shot on this film when a copper wall in the casino shootout scene blew a hole in my leg. The SFX head had packed his truck and skipped town before they could ask him what went wrong. Not the special effects crew credited on the movie. <laughs> so That's so funny. Former WCW World Heavyweight Champion David Arquette took yeah. a bullet, basically, for the movie 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Eddie, does that change your opinion of 3,000 Miles to Graceland? No, because it was in the part of the movie that I enjoyed. <laughs> so worth it. Yeah, worth it. It was worth it. Worth it. Also, uh, uh, during the review last week, uh, I said that basically doing this movie, I had one goal. And that one goal was to get a like or a retweet from Ice-T, who is also in this movie. <laughs> and yeah. sure enough, got the like and the retweet on Instagram and Twitter from Ice-T as a, uh, a child of the 80s. And, yes. and uh, I was a, a, a suburban youth who loved gangster rap. Yeah, that course. was a really cool moment, getting it from basically the godfather of gangster rap, Ice-T. So. Right. That made me happy. And the David Arquette thing was just a cherry on top that he actually took the time to tell us a story that wasn't even in any of my little trivia behind the scenes research. And as he said, you know about it. And clearly, I, like, I was like, oh, really? Took one for the team on that shit, man. Yeah, no, 100%. Taking it like a champ. Worth it. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so that is that is our uh, that's our asterisk, our little follow up to last week's show, uh, which we generally don't do. But generally, the stars of the movies don't comment on our reviews. But hey, yeah, usually here's hoping Daniel Radcliffe will chime in this week. Um, yeah, <laughs> that would be fucking fun. But before we get to guns akimbo, uh, we are still doing our 30 day uh, film challenge. Let me see, where are we this week here, Eddie? You know. Yeah, uh, we are in. I believe it's number four. Um, mm-hmm. Let me pull it up. I had it. I had it pulled up, and then I put it away because 
that's yes. how we do things here. Uh, but it's basically it is a number. It is day number four. Yep. I believe, and it is a film, uh, a film with a number in the title. Okay. Now, last week you cheated. It was a film title that has more than five words, and you used. Empire Strikes Back or The Empire Strikes Back, but you added Star Wars. Now, did you do the same thing and just use Episode Eight or some shit? <laughs> no, uh, maybe. I it it depends because I didn't go the easy route of like something like Seven. Okay, I was going to say a sequel. You know, I I went with Rocky Four. So you did do a sequel. <laughs> yeah, which is the best Rocky movie. Is it though? Yes, a hundred percent, unequivocally the best Rocky movie. Is it though? I mean, yeah, it is a metaphor. It is a metaphor for the times that we're living in and 2020. We're Apollo Creed. COVID, okay. COVID is Drago. Fair enough. This was supposed to be an exhibition. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, mine was uh, the first of many Quentin Tarantino movies that are going to show up on my 30 day list. Uh, the Hateful Eight. Yeah. Great uh, choice. Yeah. It's. It's one of those things. I I fucking I love this movie. It's long as shit, but so it's it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. You know, it's one of those things. Like when when every time he does a movie, they come around and they're like, "Oh, it's long. It's self indulgent." And I'm just like, "Yes, it's a Tarantino movie." Um, I saw this uh, on the Roadshow screening. Uh, it was uh, I okay. Saw that I did, it was the yes. the Boston Common Theater was one of the ones actually showing it in 70 millimeter. Uh, with the the introduction, the interlude, the intermission, all the fun stuff. The I, book. Still, I still have two of the programs with the Michael Madsen centerfold. Had a nice, fun Twitter exchange with Zoe Bell because she wasn't featured in it. I was like, okay, uh, that's fun. weird and different, but you know what? Fine. Uh, I'll take it. So yeah, Hateful Eight, and uh, I don't know if you've seen it, um, the extended four-part miniseries version on Netflix. No, I, I saw the 70 millimeter version of the road show but mm -hmm. i haven't watched i didn't watch the extended four-parter uh I, i've watched i watched it over you know four sittings it was one of those things it was nice because they he broke it up into four hour and change episodes basically right uh and it was it was good they added some stuff i didn't realize how much pissing and cooking was cut out of the theatrical version of this movie but let me tell you it's a lot it's, <laughs> it's a lot before they even get to the fucking cabin, they take three piss breaks. That's so <laughs> it's funny. Like, it's, I was like, was he just filming a documentary and turned it into a movie? Yeah. Apparently. Here's Kurt Russell and Sam Jackson on a winter quest. Sorry, we gotta stop and piss again. Alright, let's film it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I've also heard that he's planning to do that with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Uh, as well as a three-part version of Django. Okay. Which... When he said that, he said it a couple months after the Hateful Eight thing was dropped, and it's always kind of been my opinion in the last few years because he keep, Quentin keeps pushing my 10th movie and I'm done. I'm done as a filmmaker. I'm retired. Right. I've always been of the opinion he's going to stop making movies and he's going to start making long-form miniseries. Right. And, that, and this is kind of his way of... Easing his easing himself into it with these, you know, taking his longer movies, you know, Hateful Eight and right. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and breaking them up into basically miniseries. And I think that's what he's going to end up doing. He's going to Netflix is just going to throw a bunch of money because if they're going to give Adam Sandler 
19 oh, yeah. movies. Quentin Tarantino saying, like, I would like to be an exclusive Netflix person and make long miniseries. Yes, here's all the money. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, there's also something with, like, Django. There's, I feel like there's a lot that they didn't show in the theatrical version of that film. Like, it was great, and I absolutely loved it. But there were, there's, like, that weird, <laughs> there's that weird segment in the, towards the end of the film where, Django like busts into a cabin and there's mm-hmm. that person in the tub. I think it's Zoe Bell, but she, a... she she wasn't the one in the tub, but she was in the background. That was the group. It was uh, her and Tom Savini were part of that group and they were the ones with the dogs earlier when they were on the right. way to Candyland. And right. He, that was like him looping back. Yes. But the person in the tub specifically has like a view master almost and is like looking at young pictures of what I could imagine is Calvin Candy and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, and it feels it just it feels like there's more to that relationship that they just don't talk about. So we're gonna need a whole episode on just that viewmaster. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like between basically the relationship between Leonardo DiCaprio and Samuel uh, Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. I would love. I feel like they had to have shot more of it, and I would well, love to see it. I mean, the fact that Kurt Russell and Sasha Baron Cohen were cut out of the movie completely. Yeah. I mean, there's that. So yeah. There's definitely some more stuff. It's kind of like um, uh, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Tim Roth footage. I mean, he was even in the credits and he, yeah. he didn't show up. He didn't show up on the Blu-ray as a deleted scene. It's like they're holding stuff. And right. I know uh, at Tarantino's theater, the New Beverly, uh, yep. they've shown the longer version, including the Tim Roth stuff. Uh, a couple of times so it does exist it is a cut right. there is a longer version uh and i, I i'm completely fine with it if, also, you know what i mean also if, if quentin wants to do one more theatrical movie and then give us you know 15 hour things it's like look i like the irishman so give me stories right yeah if it's quality storytelling i'm in yeah the bigger question is is how come we still haven't gotten the whole bloody affair right uh, that, that's another one. Uh, again, if you, you go, we have to move out out west once COVID's right. over because he shows it almost monthly at the New Beverly. Yeah, uh, that that version of the film is 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 shown in full. Kill Bill, the whole bloody affair, uh, on film, always on film at the New Beverly. Sponsoring God. that movie show, please. <laughs> God, I wish that movie I'll, show brought to you by the New Beverly. I'll even he makes us brought to you by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, the brattle. <laughs> Take the brattle. I don't care. West is Newton the, Cinema. Whatever. Is the Coolidge still a thing? <laughs> the Coolidge Corner Movie Theater. I don't know. Any of the, anything that shows the Rocky Horror Picture Show on a Saturday night at midnight in October or like I don't know February. <laughs> yeah. Right. The if room. you're still doing February midnight showings of the Room and Rocky Horror Picture Show on alternating weekends, we're your show. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> we God. are so your jam. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there. All right. There's no. There's no real news, I guess, to come out of Movie Land. Uh, no. But but this morning uh, I woke up. Emmy Awards got released, and The Mandalorian has like seventeen nominations. I did not even know that. Yeah, I didn't know. That's... I didn't know they got. Oh, cool. When when are the Emmys? Never. They're okay. never. All right. It's gonna be a yeah. Great. I'm not even gonna get into it. <laughs> I mean, good for The Mandalorian. It absolutely deserves it. Oh, 100 percent. It's it's about time Star Wars is award worthy. Um, and and uh, what se- season two's got to be like? It, did they film it? I don't know. I, God, I I hope they did because that gives us something to look forward to this fall. It was supposed yeah. to come out this fall, right? It was. Okay. Hopefully they filmed all of it. And now that everybody's like able to be back to work, maybe instead of like in October, it's November. Right. Well, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, um, 
and and again, I don't know the inner workings of all this shit, but like The Walking Dead. Uh, so right. I, I haven't watched it in two seasons, but I know that this past season got all the way up to the season finale and had to stop because of COVID. And I'm like, it's filmed though, right? So all it yeah. takes is an editor and a VFX guy working from home, right? I mean, they can do that from home. But I, again, I don't know all the yeah. things. And, and, you know, you shut down production, you shut down production, you know. The, right. You can't drip a show, you know. It's like the faucet's on or off. Um, right. But I guess in hindsight, I saw it coming out of Comic-Con that they added six more episodes to that season. So, yes, you, Walking Dead fans, you win. Uh, kind of. <laughs> sure. Uh, I mean, look, you're in a, an abusive relationship that is the Walking Dead at this point. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I am, uh, as far as a TV junkie goes, I am full mainlining anything. And I will hate watch till the bitter end. But I stopped watching two seasons ago. Yeah. It just, it just I, kind of like. Eh. I started watching something that I historically didn't like and i found myself loving it and that's parks and rec all right now didn't we talked about this i think two two weeks ago two shows ago uh didn't like or just never got into so because it's different yeah so parks and rec i didn't get into because i watched the first like four episodes Mm -hmm. on netflix and there was just i just didn't get into it i was like your thing wasn't my thing, probably because there was other things on, you know, whereas like this time I sat down and was like, no, we're, I'm going to give it a go again. And I did. And I, it's absolutely hilarious. Oh, so you like it. I love it. Right. Fantastic. So I'm, we're going to figure it out. We're going to give, um, you know, uh, I'm almost done with it. I think I got two seasons left okay. and then I'm going to try the office again. Yeah. I, I never got into either of them. Uh, the 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 American office. I, I'm one of those people. It annoys me that I have to say the the UK office or the American. It's like the office is the UK office. It's like we should call it the American office, but instead it's the other way around. It's like the I don't know. It's a fucking yeah. personal pet peeve. I'm also very loopy. I haven't seen anything outside these four walls in a couple of weeks, so I am. Yeah, you've just been talking to Yoda, and that's it. Yeah, literally, I've been fucking talking to Yoda and playing Grand Theft Auto just ad nauseum. It's gross. Uh, so I started. Well, I started playing. Uh, Pokemon the trading card game uh, on my iPad. Wow. So I, I saw you post a picture. So the actual like physical cards. Yeah. Well, I, so I've started collecting those again mm-hmm. because again, I'm bored out of my goddamn mind. Right. And so I started, well, because so my parents are moving out of their house uh, and moving full time into their house in New Hampshire. Sure. Um, so I was like, Basically, here, I, I did it. I, I have it here, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, my, so you know, as parents do, they're like, here, here's a box of your shit. Yep. And so my mom handed me a box of my shit, and I found in that box of shit uh, old Pokemon cards from, like, 1995. And so this is the... I have a bunch of Charizard cards. All right. Which, historically... I know that this wasn't really your jam. Nope. Um, are historically the most valuable cards in the entire nonsense. Well, I was going to ask. I mean, they're old. You have obviously they're in good shape. You have them in the plastic sleeves there for those of you watching on Facebook or YouTube. Um, but uh, you know, as some like I collected baseball cards as a kid. Right. But I had you know, like I always go back to the Ken Griffey rookie card was like the big one when right. I was when I was growing up. Are those worth anything? So I have to get them graded. 
right? So, like, in order for to see how much the value of those cards are, yep. um, they have to be graded. What's and the potential value of it? Because uh, so, I, I had the same situation when my, my mother moved out of her place. Uh, I got my box of shit. Uh, a lot of it came with the old, uh, was it JLB 80s wrestling figures, the big right. rubber ones, beat your brother with until until you were told to stop repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, but also, it had you know, it had a box of VHS tapes, and a lot of them were the old Disney clamshell VHS tapes. And of right. course, first thing you do is you go online and get lied to and told that this Aladdin tape is worth $20,000. It's like, right. oh, a new car! No, yeah. no, it's not. So based Someone on, once paid that. Yeah, based on how much... Uh, based on how old they are, and like, you know, all the factors, it's anywhere from like five hundred to $3,000. Oh, cool. even on the low side, that's fucking nice. Right. Nice little oh, stimmy for you. Yeah, <laughs> Get right. yourself a stimmy. <laughs> yeah, you know? Shit, I got excited. I found a redemption center. It's going to take all my cans and bottles, so <laughs> stimmy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but then basically I started, like, buying packs of the cards again. And in the if you buy, like, a physical pack of cards, yep. one of the cards in there has a code on it. And you can go on to the website and, like, play the game online. Okay. And so I've been destroying people online <laughs> playing Pokemon the trading card game. Uh, but you put, punch in the code. We're adults. And, yeah, I'm an adult. <laughs> well, you merely play in the video games. I was born into it. This is my home, bitch. <laughs> You think you're fucking eight years old, gonna come in here like you know what Pokemon is? Please, I've had my Game Boy taken away more times than you beat me. I had a Game Boy when it was black and white. Yeah. Oh, bitch, please, you don't know what it's like trying to play Pokemon through through any of the uh, Viridian Forest, you know, in the middle of the night, trying to play by streetlights, because we didn't have backlit shit. And those AA batteries only lasted like 45 minutes. And if you wanted to play with friends, he had to be sitting next to you tethered with a car cord. <laughs> Shit. I got in my Bootio's lunchbox that I got on my shelf over there. I got a, I got a link cable and a Game Boy Color ready to go with Pokemon. Yellow, red, and blue. I you think I ain't a friend. <laughs> it's COVID. It's COVID. I don't, I don't, I can't see anybody. I'm lonely. That's not allowed. We're not allowed to have friends anymore. Yeah, uh, we're just we're just allowed to have I don't know virtual acquaintances that we end up blocking after a week because of I don't know racism. Let's start there. <laughs> oh, yeah. my block button has been getting quite the workout lately. It's very oh, therapeutic. Okay. Let me tell you. Um, yeah, I'm <sighs> like the only reason I still have Facebook. We will get the guns akimbo short shortly. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I have guns. Uh, the only reason I watch. Guns the only reason I have guns is because of Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I have guns. Is because of Facebook, and the only reason I have Facebook is because I'm a goddamn patriot. (laughs) Because I have this, I have this show, and I have my other show, and I just need Facebook to tell people to watch it. Oh my god! If if I didn't have this stupid, stupid, I don't know, career (laughs) that I need social media to promote, like I, I I think I don't know. I, I must. I guess I haven't posted a lot in the last couple weeks because I posted about the Bruins game the other day and. Like three people are like, oh, you know, I thought you, I thought you were like gone for good. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm sorry that I'm sorry that my like, I don't know. I'm sorry well, that I can't, I, I can't entertain you during the quarantine when I'm not getting fucking paid for it. 
Right. Suck my well, dick. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't get angry, Mike. Don't get angry. Who's so? Well, it's like, you know, coffee. social media is even worse now that everybody's on home and it can only be on social media. But it's like, you know, people don't understand subtext and like content, uh, not content, context. Like, I'm not going to get into the whole thing of the WWE and AEW nonsense, but we did, we did it last week. Or we did, two weeks. We did oh, the yeah. last episode. Yeah. So, yeah. You can get the details on that, but it was like I had a conversation on some with somebody because the same like ratings debate came up and I was like, here, let me fix this for you. And I posted the numbers of the appropriate shows that they're actually should be going against right. or comparing against. Mm-hmm. And then that tweet was later on in the Twix, like the Twitter exchange and everybody like started liking that one. And then, so I got a bunch of people DM me calling me like, you know, a bunch of terrible, terrible things. And it's like, first of all, you don't know me. And why do you feel like this is in any way, shape or form? Okay. To say to a person, here's the thing. And, and this is, this is why, uh, again, we'll get to Guns Akimbo shortly, and we will somehow tie it in. I'm glad you brought up wrestling, because that's going to tie us in in a second. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to segue, but uh, the, the thing about social media and me and why, why I don't really uh, – I, I don't know what the right wording is. Basically, I grew up before – the internet was a thing. I know yeah. that makes me sound old, but I grew up in the eighties and the nineties. Okay. When, 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 if, if you said some of the things that people say oh, to people, yeah. you had to fight them. Yeah. That's what happened. Like, like yes. if you came to me and like, there have been people, especially w- but when, when we were doing the nightly wicked bites town halls, there was some people that thought that was a negative thing because they're cunts and, and, and they would say horrible things to me. And, and like, like, I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to help these people who have helped me in my career. Like the restaurant industry has given me in a career for the last 15 right. fucking years. Now it's my turn to give back to them. That's it. We're not getting paid. There's no sponsorship. We're not trying to push any agenda. Yeah. We're just trying to We're let you know. We're all locked these, at home and this is helping with the cabin fever. The, these small businesses are open and available to you. You can either uh, do something with that or just ignore it and scroll past. But some of them, some people say shit to me and it's like, dude, if you said that to my face, we would be fighting now. Yes. Like a hundred percent be in a physical altercation. One of us would probably be going to jail at the end of it. Like, that's right. Like, like, yeah, and that's, that's what I mean. It's like, sometimes it's like, I read things. I'm like, I don't like, even if they're being nice, like they're like that person yesterday with the Bruins thing, it, it was being nice. He's like, Oh, good to see you back. It's like, you, yep. fucking, you don't know me, man. You, you don't know why I haven't been posting for two fucking weeks. You don't know me, motherfucker. Don't come right. at me with your happy bullshit during the middle. Of, like, oh, 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 guns akimbo. We're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Before we just go off on a complete goddamn tangent and lose our complete fucking minds. Anyway, uh, rant. Oh. Backslash oh, rant. <laughs> Forward slash rant over or whatever the fuck it is. Um. Okay, so I said I said we we're going to tie it into wrestling. Uh, uh, so this this news story broke today. It's uh, what what the fuck day is it? That's the other thing. It takes hours from Monday. The, okay, it's mon- Monday the third. Uh, you're probably watching this at the earliest on Tuesday because um, I probably won't get it up tonight. Uh, yeah, but it, th- I woke up to this news, and normally I wake up and and in a half an hour I hate social media and I end up throwing my phone while I go get my coffee. But today I'm like, oh, this is actually funny and different, and of course it's the most 2020 thing that could possibly no, be know. released. Uh, <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson bought the XFL. Yes. This is not an onion story, folks. This is a real I thought it was. story. Dwayne the Rock Johnson 
and a business, a couple of business partners. His his production partner is his ex wife Danny Garcia, uh, and they also teamed with a a group. I'm I'm missing the name at the moment, but either way, it's a business group, and right. they bought the XFL. Vince McMahon's two time failed football league, the XFL, is yeah. now owned by The Rock. I wish I could make that up. I <laughs> like, know. I wish I was smart enough and creative enough to wake up one morning and create that tweet. But that's just this year. Uh, in a press release, uh, The Rock said, The acquisition of the XFL with my talented partners, Danny Garcia and Jerry Carroldine, is an investment for me that's rooted deeply in two things. My passion for the game and my desire to always take care of the fans. He is the most positive man in the world. Yeah. With- with pride and gratitude for all that I've built on my with my own two hands, I plan to apply these calluses to the XFL and look forward to creating something special for the players, fans, and everyone involved for the love of football. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like <laughs> it'll be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. I doubt it's going to be a full-blown football league because I think that it's like he definitely doesn't have enough money to fund an entire football league on his own. So I would have to imagine that it's, you know, we were talking off air about it and you brought up the idea of like it melding into a skills competition akin to the gladiator games that he does or something like that. Which he's an executive producer on, uh, yeah, and I, I would say probably a lot. You you said flag football, which makes right. a hell of a lot of sense. Uh, it, it definitely seems like something that's not going to be what Vince has always wanted it to be, which is is an alternative to the NFL. Uh, it's going to be very much like ESPN, the Ocho type of programming. It's, yeah, it, you know, it, it's it's going to be something. It's going to be you know One a the- reality skills based competition show i think yeah one of the best things and they show it and i don't know if they do it consistently every year but usually during the pro bowl they have the skills competition for the nfl and what they do is there's like a quarterback like accuracy test where they have like a carnival style like you know targets that are like spinning and flying around and Basically, they just have to hit as many in a time limit. And so they, I would. Yeah, they do the same thing with hockey during the all star break. It's uh, right. you know, sh- shoot the little discs in the goal. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so <laughs> basketball idea... has the rock and jock MV- M- MTV thing. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, right. And Marky so... Mark pulls his pants, then takes an 18 point shot. I get it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, right. The whole thing. <laughs> Again, and... I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> and so I think that it, it would be something similar to that. That yeah. would be. That would be the smart way to go because I think between the XFL twice and the WAAF and the UFL, you know, there there have been enough people that tried to replicate like padded football and outside of college pockets where it's huge like Alabama or, you know, the NFL and the NFL cities, you're just not going to break into that market. You know, I don't I just definitely don't think that there's a market that could for a full it seems padded too costly 
It, right. It, it's, it seems too costly and, and not profitable enough because if you're going to do it, like, like I give, I've, I've given Vince a lot of credit for what he tried to do, especially with this last incarnation of the XFL. The first one was, I mean, it was, it was what it was. It was the attitude era. It was, you know, it yeah. was wrestling, you know, it was good. We're going to the cheerleaders locker rooms. That was the big get. Um, yeah, but, it wasn't even, it wasn't even wrestling enough. No, well, that was the problem. It, it, it wasn't wrestling enough for wrestling fans. It wasn't football enough for football fans. It was something in the middle that nobody wanted to watch after the first week. Um, right. But uh, with this, you know, with the last one, he, he, it's obviously different times and, and a different era. So pe- he was trying to take it a bit more serious on the football side of things. But the bitch of it is, is you can't do it small. You know, right. it's, it's not like you can, you know, you can host these things in high school stadiums. It's like yeah. you, have, you have to do it has to be a professional league. Uh, or it has to be something like we just said, a skills competition or, you know, it can't be taken. It can't be taken like a, like a serious sport. Like it, right. has to, it has to be on the lines of like, I don't want to say game show, but kind of modern day game show. Right. Skills, like you know, slam. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like I said, what, what he does, I mean, he, he does the Titan games. You know, and, right. and I mean, at the end of the day, we said this off air, it's going to make money because that's what the Dwayne does. He prints money. And. It's going to somehow, I feel, be because that's what he's been doing, make it some kind of skills competition based around football. Um, right. You know, yeah. So, something along those lines, because it can't be another football league because it's no. been proven twice that it doesn't work. Right. And, 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 and he's not someone who's going to just knowing enough about doing enough research about the Dwayne. He's not someone that's going to make a, a business decision like that. He's not going to be like, oh, well, let's just take this failed thing and try to do it again with my yeah, name well, because- to it. The XFL, even this time, was all Vince McMahon ego, right? right. There wasn't a need for, like, everybody look, had look, talked about the, the, the football side of it was better than it was before, but still, it wasn't going to make money. It was going to be a losing business. Right. And the fact that he sunk $200 million of his own dollars into it and then sold it for fifteen tells you something. Like right. that, that's uh, so the, the Rock and, and his business partners paid $15 million for the XFL. Vince alone not counting all the other investors but just vince mcmahon himself put 200 million dollars of his own money into rebranding the xfl in 2020 so yeah it's not going to be a profitable sport but it could be a profitable brand for the rock yeah i definitely think that there's a possibility because again if you were to play it like it pops up from time to time and again it's very gimmicky because it's you know a weekend here or one you know a couple weeks here you know, where it's like, let's play flag football. You know what I mean? Because, right. yeah, maybe, you know, maybe you used pay- to do it a lot. I mean, you, you, that was, I, you I love it all the time. Football. Yeah. I love playing flag football. Like you were in a legit league, like a flag I was football in a league. Legit league. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was an, inter- it was a, like a, you know, joint league, you know, yeah. intergender league or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, it's like Peyton Manning, right? Peyton Manning can no longer play football. Sure. Right. He, he he wouldn't be able to return to the Colts or the Broncos and lead them to a Super Bowl because his neck is too jacked up because he's but not Tom know, Brady because he's not Tom Brady. There's that, too. But Peyton Manning might be good for a flag football league. And at the now very least, the, he'd be a good coach. Yeah, at the very least, he'd be a good coach. But, you know, that's the type of star power where it's like, yeah, you're not going to ask these older stars that are still in good shape because, you know, time is awful and sports are worse. Where it's like, yeah, somebody like Terrell Owens is only like 45. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like, hey, he's still in good enough shape to run around. Yeah, he can't run him with a 20-year-old anymore that's, you know, 
playing in the NFL, but he can still catch footballs. I would watch a football league with Terrell Owens in it. Sure. But, uh, but the bitch of it is again, not enough people would uh, to make it profitable. So I, I feel if they they shifted to like a flag football five, five type deal. But I also see like, if if you're going to start using people like Terrell Owens and Peyton Manning and stuff like that, that's going to get costly if they're actually in the league. But if you take, Terrell Owens and Peyton Manning and put a bunch of amateurs on a flag football team and have them coach each team. Now you're talking game show type shit. That's reality TV, man. And right. if that's the angle, he takes it. Yeah, I think, like the ultimate because, fighter. Because ultimately, yeah, exactly. And, and, and like we said off air, people know the name the XFL. Like whether they know it as a joke or whether they know it in the current incarnation or whether they just heard someone talking, hey, did you hear that wrestling guy who made a league XFL? Nobody knew AAF. Like right. I, I first heard it, I saw it being Thought posted. It was a radio like, station. I'm like, why is everybody? Because t- I worked at AF when this right. league happened, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? What am, am I out of job? What, what's going on? And eventually, I was, but, but yeah. they, they both went out of business last year. But, um, but that they didn't. Nobody knew that league. Like I didn't know about the AAF league until it was almost over. You know, you, when the XFL was announced, because again, it's Vince McMahon, and everything is done in grandiose fashion, and it's it's. It's, it was such a disaster the first time that it's like, oh, it's coming back? Yeah. I'm going to watch out of curiosity. And honestly, the football was better. Like, I, I DVR'd yeah. the games. And I, yeah, I skimmed the through them. The problem is, in, it's the same. Well, there's that. But it's also like, it's hard. I don't really pay attention to college football because I didn't go to a college with football. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, my the college I went to was an art school, and we didn't have sports. You know, but yeah, right. Yeah, I can't do math, but I can tell you how I feel about it. We stuffed ourselves in our lockers. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I don't have I don't have a sports team, so it's really tough for me to like get excited for Ohio State. Yeah, you know, because I don't have any I don't have any vested interest in that, and it's the same thing with the XFL, where it's like, okay, so if you put a team in New England, I would care more because they're a New England team, but. I already have the Patriots, so why do I want to support this thing? Right. You know, and it's the same thing with Alabama, right? Like that was that was one of the things that was smart about the XFL both times around was they tried to go in create a professional sports league for markets that didn't have professional football teams. So it's like, yeah, uh, an Alabama-based pro team because you don't have one. Well, it's like nobody cares because we're either going to pay attention to Auburn or we're going to pay attention to Alabama. Well, the, the other bitch of it was, and, and this is a sad thing that we never will never know what this current XFL could have been because of COVID. Um, because like, like we said, the football was better and they were only like five weeks into the yeah. first fucking season. So yeah, and it was one of those things. I think even Vince came out and said when he first announced, he's like, "Look, I know I'm going to take a loss for a few years." Like he was, will- he oh, knew yeah. that it was going to take time to build this up, and it might have worked in the current incarnation as a like, not an alternative, an alternative not an alternative to the NFL, but like, like you said, it's like these markets don't have pro sports, and people like football regardless. They like going out on a Sunday and and you know tailgating and all that right. stuff. So for the for the well, experience, it wasn't you know. Well, it would, have, it would have taken him a while, and he would have had to lo- lose a shitload of money in order to get to a point where it's at a pro level. But at least for the experience side of it, you could sell out small small stadiums for ten buck tickets. Well, and it was also a smarter business model because it's like, yeah, we're gonna play in the spring, and it's just like, oh, yeah, 
I would love a football league that plays in the spring into the summer because there's that two to three week. Spring. You mean I don't have to get frostbite on my toes watching the football game? Great. Yeah, there's that. But there's that three week span of around like Fourth of July where hockey and foot, hockey and basketball have had their championships and they're done. The NFL draft has already happened and we haven't like we're not ready for preseason yet. And the only thing is post all-star break baseball, which is the worst part of the baseball season because nobody's trying because we're still too far away from the playoffs right. and they're still hung over from the layoff of the all-star break. Right. You know, and so it's like, oh, this is Awful. This is absolutely awful, awful, awful. So, yeah, having football be there at that mm. time, great, great idea. You yeah. know, and, 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 and at just, that point, it would have been, it would have probably been their championship game, whatever that correct. is, whatever that incarnation would have been. Because if they started right after the Super Bowl right. in, you know, mid February into the spring, by the time, yeah, like you said, around Fourth of July, they'd be wrapping up their first season. Right. So, and that would be again, great we, for anybody that, like, Anybody that couldn't make it in the draft, right? And right. so, like that, that's the incentive to getting those players that are trying to get another kick at the can to be on an NFL roster. Right. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what the Rock does with it. Uh, I'm sure we won't hear anything about it for at least a couple of years. You know, it's one of those yeah. things. He's probably he's probably going to buy it and cultivate it and, and sit on it until. Uh, definitely until fucking COVID's over, because yeah, because really I mean, anything. You, know, you can't. It's going to be a TV show no matter what, and right, it's and going to take two to three years for that industry to get back. Right, exactly. Uh, so, I said I was going to somehow tie yeah, it in. I'm waiting. So we said that uh, one of the options is some kind of a game show, some type of reality oh, game show feel. <sighs> Let's do Guns Akimbo. Someone's trying to kill me. I'm Miles, and this is the story of the worst day of my life. Another schism. 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 Schism picked random psychos, weirdos, and criminals and made them fight each other to the death. So the internet loved it. <laughs> and then I came into the picture. You scared yet? Welcome. To schism. They bolted these things to my hands. They have my girlfriend. And some psycho is trying to kill me. I'm not a fighter. I'm a nobody. Hey, 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 I need help. Oh, it's one thing to say you can't face violence, but when it faces you, you better be ready. When the shit goes down. You better be ready. You better be ready. Right, yeah. Yeah. Stop shooting at me! I gotta kill you. Schism said they would wipe my sleep. No, Schism is gonna kill us both. No! I have a plan. It is totally suicidal, but it might work. Please, come on. Please get out. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sorry. Oh, of course. 
another win. Oh, Guns Akimbo. We were going to do this and then we didn't for some reason and we couldn't find it. That was the thing is like it, we couldn't so the, find it and then it popped up on Amazon Prime. The, the trailer dropped uh, last summer and we got very excited. And I think we preemptively pulled the trigger on. We're doing it next week. And then we couldn't find it uh, or we realized it wasn't going to come out. First of all, first of all, it wasn't going to come out till the fall. Right. Then it got pushed or no, no. OK, so. Uh, let me just pull up the release dates here. Uh, so it was going to come out. We thought it was going to come out in the fall, but it was going to the Toronto Film Festival in the fall. Right. And then it was going to get a release early this year. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so technically it got released in April on demand. And then it hit uh, Amazon Prime. It was one of those $20 rental type of things for a while. And then it hit Amazon Prime a few weeks ago. You sent me a text. And I'm like, all right, let's get it on. We're doing action movies. We've been trying to do this one. So, yes, Guns Akimbo. Um, like I said, it, its official release date in the U.S. was April 2nd of 2020. Uh, it was released, obviously, on demand and stuff like that. Uh, it hit the Toronto Film Festival in September of last year. It had a... I don't see a budget. Okay, no budget. <laughs> it, 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 was a, it was a lower budgeted movie. Uh, right. and, and the box office recorded is only $800,000. But again, it didn't get a release date. No. Um, it was written and directed by Jason Lee Howden. And it stars Daniel Radcliffe and Samara Weaving. And immediately, immediate, I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, this just looks like a lot. Like, like I talked about on 3,000 Miles to Raceland that that was like the epitome of my guilty pleasure movie. This is like a different genre of it because right. uh, we talked. When did we talk about it? I think it was on the, one of our wrestling shows uh, that we did for Ness. And the, I brought up Blood Drive. Okay. It was, yeah. it was a. Yeah. It was a. It only had one season. It starred uh, the guy who was on Blue Mountain State, Thad yes. Castle, and it was show. like, it was every. If you like grindhouse schlocky movies, this yep. was for you. It's still on demand, so please go look up Blood Drive. It was a sci-fi uh, series. I think it ran for like ten or twelve episodes, and even to the point that they included fake Grindhouse-style commercials for VHS tapes right. and shit like that. And I'm just right. like, fake products. I'm like, it, was, it was everything we had hoped that the Grindhouse movie Rodriguez and Tarantino did would be. And this right. was just 12 episodes of it. A um, lot of feels of that into this. Um, I've got a lot of feeling of Crank. Crank. Uh, I, there was a lot of uh, Hobo with a Shotgun, I felt, yep. in this one. Uh, also, that was another one that was based on kind of reality game showy type things right. where they're abducting people, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there was also a movie, and this was way ahead of its time. This was before really reality TV got big. Uh, it was the mid to late 90s. There was an independent movie called Series 7. And the only reason I know of it was because I was running video stores at the time and it came out. And it was basically... Uh, it was very similar to this. Uh, the Hunt is another one that just came out. I talked yeah. about it a couple weeks ago where basically people are abducted and then they're forced into this reality game show where the goal is to be the last man standing. You have to kill right. your opponents, murder your opponents. Um, and it's one of those things that it seems like, oh, this is outlandish and this is crazy. And then you're like, well, is it? Yeah, right. We all thought the purge was a wild idea until you really start thinking about it being like, hmm. Could happen. Maybe. <laughs> Could happen. 
I'm not, right. I'm not, I'm not advocating the purge. I'm not advocating murdering people on television or now on Twitch or whatever the fuck they're doing. I like yeah. how they, I liked how they couldn't use the name Twitch though. Did you notice that in this movie? Yeah, right. But it was definitely Twitch. Um, oh, 100%. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. At what point? I mean, we, I said this shit back when Survivor first started. I'm like, at what point do we just start killing people on TV for our entertainment? And yeah. that's kind of where, where we are with these movies. So Guns Akimbo. Eddie, yeah. uh, first thoughts. Um, the first thing. So I th- there's it's tough because I have very complex thoughts about this movie. Overall, I liked it. Yes. But it was a mess. It oh, was yeah. a mess of a movie. Um, and some fun mess, some not fun mess. Uh, the director of this movie, he is a VFX guy. And if you look at his credits, he's worked on things like the original Avengers movie. Right. And so, like, this dude's VFX work is phenomenal. And that absolutely shines through in, you know, this. It oh, shines yeah. through. It shines through on this movie with the blood effects and the gunshots and the slow-mo, and it's beautiful on that. In terms of pacing of this movie, it's all over the place. And the first act of this movie, and like even to the first third of it, real good. Mm-hmm. The last act of this movie, also real good, drags and is like nonsensical in the begin in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, as a director. I guess he figured out how to do the infinity roll on a Ronin because there is so much 360 camera rolling in this. And it's there's, just... um, there's, there's really the first big, uh, Samira weaving's first big action sequence. It was right. Uh, it was done to a, a different twist on ballroom blitz, which I also liked how they, I used... liked the music in this the, movie. The, the soundtrack was very cool. Uh, but that one, I think, is what you're talking about because there was it, a lot of shots of her flipping over a table where the camera literally follows around her. It's the entire movie. Like, the, <laughs> the entire movie, he just constantly is doing... And it's, like, it's unmotivated. Like, even right. in that even in that scene, her flipping over the table, there's motivation, right? Like, right. at least motivation for that move. And look, this is one of those times where I'm going to get real technical <laughs> when it comes to, like filmmaking here sure but it's just like yeah you just found out how to do that on a you know the gimbal you were using and we're like right. oh that looks really cool and we're hey, just i gonna, mean come on if you find a new trick you're gonna use it yeah you know what i mean and that's oh, you did it too much too right. too much right. you know every sequence was just like i'm pulling out a gun and we're just gonna 360 roll <laughs> it's just like why <laughs> um what I, I agree uh, with the pacing. And one of the things I thought, and I, I've rewatched, I rewatched it again this morning. Uh, I watched it last week when we were supposed to do it. And then I watched it again this week. And I really noticed it today when I watched it. It, it almost felt like, because there was two specific scenes where they, it's almost like they were sitting there filming and they're like, oh shit, we need to explain some of this. Yeah. Because there was the scene with uh, Samira Weaving explaining her family's backstory. And then the scene with the cop who turns out to be her dad yeah. explaining their whole backstory and with the bad guy. And it's like, and I'm sitting there watching going, you forgot exposition. You just crammed it into one fucking scene. Yes. Like that's exactly like even a movie with narration didn't explain the plot until they're like, oh, shit, let's just stop for a second and let this character do it. Yeah, right. That, you're, <laughs> and that's part of it, because 
the uh, the guy who welcomes you to Jumanji, playing the homeless guy. Love him, by the way. Uh, he's him. fantastic, but it's just like you. There wasn't a whole like you didn't do a whole lot. Like like that's the type of stuff is like the middle part of this movie. You could have made it tighter. Like like I said, I I, I like this movie. I enjoyed yeah. this movie as a whole, but it's just like yeah, it was. You could have done this for like. You, this could have been an hour. Well, the point, well, that's just it. The point I was just about to say, it wasn't a long movie. It was an hour thirty-eight. It was a, it was a tight runtime. It just it did drag in the middle, uh, yeah. so it felt a little bit longer. Um, and and I think it was one of those cases where they knew what they wanted to accomplish, which was uh, overly stylized, violent video game style shoot 'em up with Samara right. Weaving and Daniel Radcliffe. And they're like, oh shit, we need to put a story somewhere. Yes, yeah. like right. you know. It, <laughs> I, I didn't think of it until I watched it today, but it's like the Chasing Amy ending. Right. Lit, lit, it's literally the ending of Chasing Amy. Right. Beat for beat. It's like he doesn't get the girl, but the girl writes a comic book about him, and then he goes off and does his life. And they yeah. both kind of live happily ever after apart type of right. thing. You know what I mean? It's like I'm watching it. I'm like, you know, the logical ending was Daniel Radcliffe dies. Oh, yeah. He doesn't well, become the vigilante. Well, the weird part about that was like all of a sudden he turns into fucking Jason Statham at the end of the movie with no reason to. Like, oh, no, yeah. nothing about this movie has said this guy's going to be a superhero at the end of it. It says this guy's going to eventually his body, like it happens, he goes into toxic shock and his body shuts down. Right. He I, he should have died. <laughs> I don't think toxic shock was the right one. That's no. That's something that's when, else. That's, that's something that's, very yeah, that's different. Some, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something else. But you know, it, you know what I'm saying. Whatever, whatever yeah. the. The thing was where his body shut down because he had lost massive amounts of blood. Yeah. That was the ending of the movie. And they're like, yeah, we can't do that. We can't kill Harry Potter at the end of this. Yeah, right. We just can't. This guy has to live. Well, it's How are we tough do this? because the entire, movie, the entire movie is him running away and like not wanting to fight or anything. And then it's just like, well, I guess I have to. And he just like we flips also paid- a we also paid for one more usage of the Cypress Hill song, so we had to fit it in somehow. <laughs> Jeez. But that's the part. That's the thing with this movie where it's just like, yeah, you're, you, your set pieces are really cool. Mm-hmm. Your idea is really cool. I just think that, like, I just think it could have been executed a little bit better. Yeah, I mean... I, I, yeah, it, it definitely I, I think I think we both in agreement. It was it was a short film that got a little bit extra boost once they put some actors behind it. Right. You know, what I mean, like, oh, shit. Now we actually have to make it, you know, a, a theatrical length movie. It, it probably would have been a very cool like, you know, I don't know. Let me pull so, up my MDB. I don't, I don't think he's really directed much. Besides, he's got no, five this, director credits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Short, short, short deathgasm. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I think we, I think I looked at the trailer of that once. Oh, I've I've seen this cover. Yeah, it, it's like a it's it's a Tubi type of movie basically. Yeah. It's right. a Tubi movie. So this is really the first thing he did that actually had a you know a little bit of juice behind it. So right. it's like all right, shit, we got to actually make something out of this. This is the um, type of thing, and we talked about it earlier with uh, Tarantino and kind of like exploring mediums and stuff. Yep. So the big thing about this movie or yeah, the big thing about this movie is that they're basically, they can't say it for legal reasons, but they're broadcasting this on Twitch. Yes. And it's like, you know, what would be really cool is if this was told episodically on Twitch, 
You know, like if you did this movie, but you you showed it on Twitch the whole time, like that would be really cool. Like that would be a really fun way to play with the medium. You well, again, s- I mean that that's Blood Drive. That's yeah. that's, that's basically Blood Drive. It, this movie and that show. That's why I felt so strongly about it. Um, it Blood Drive is just is the episodic version of it. They show you the different characters in the game, right? Because it's slightly different. Blood Drive is like a very violent version of Cannonball Run, uh, right. where your There's cars like a cannibalized car or something. That yeah, runs the, the cars run off people basically. Yeah, you have you have to feed your car people to make it run, and you're in a race. Hence, Blood Drive, and yeah, you kill people along the way. It's very violent. It's very fun. Um, but that that's more like the TV version of what this is. You know? right. Again, it's like I don't know. I don't know if we had the conversation or I had the conversation with somebody else, but it's kind of like um, you get the feel. I got the same feeling when uh, I watched the Deadwood movie. It's okay. like, you know, it, first of all, it came what ten years after the show ended. I was very excited. I'm a fan of the show. I love the show. I love the characters and the actors in it, but you can't cram everybody's story into a two hour movie. You just right. can't. It, it's it, everything feels rushed. And it's like, if you can let this character breathe for an episode and let this character, even if it's, you know, even if they did a, a three episode Deadwood show and gave it time to flesh out each episode is two hours long. I would have taken it, but it's like right. two hours of all 10 stories. Yeah, it's too much. You're getting like little 10 minute vignettes of everybody and everybody has to die at the end. So it's like, oh, shit, well, how do we wrap all this up? One big mass funeral. Great. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Uh, but, the, you know, it's like with that. <sighs> With with a movie like this, you could have expanded the what is it the the, the scrim the the schism 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 something like that schism yeah you're right uh, you could have expanded that like we jump right. right into the end of one of the games where uh, Nix who is played by Samara Weaving is being chased by two guys two you know random guys who you know are about to die because she's the main character yeah, and right. and it's like. Ooh, if we were doing this as a miniseries, we could take 20 minutes on them them hunting her, her hunting them. You know, right. it's like, uh, but because it's a movie, you lose that giving a shit about these characters part of it. Like Daniel Radcliffe, right. you, you care about him because they spent enough time building who he is. And he's a very relatable fucking character, he you is. know, especially in COVID times. He's a dude that just sits at home in his fluffy slippers and his flannel pajamas, drinking beer and fucking with people on the Internet. I mean, we just did 10 minutes about 20 minutes ago on the show about it. Yeah, right. literally, literally, right. you know, so it's like it's very relatable. The difference is, <laughs> as I said, if you say things to people on the internet, you used to get punched in the face. In, in this, this movie, movie, you get guns you, strapped to you, your hands. You get guns drilled into your hand, and now you've got to fight. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not that fucking far away from Guns Akimbo. <laughs> no, no, we are not. It's almost the time we live in, you know? Seriously. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I, I, I definitely liked the movie. I, I, I just... I think it's it's that it's the lack of fleshing out the other characters that I had the issue with more. Right. Right. You know, it's like, why is the guy why is the director creator of schism so evil? Why did he try to murder that cop? You know, like we didn't. Yeah. And and it's like, I feel like they probably it probably was like I said, there, there was two Samara Weaving had one and then the cop had one and they were just very like. Brief but felt really long exposition scenes, 
And it's like they were so out of place. You right. almost instinctively don't pay attention. Like that's almost instinctively the time you pick up your phone and start fucking around. It's like, all right, this will be over in a minute. We'll get back to shooting. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Uh, it was, uh, and yeah, it was very video game heavy. It was very of the times. I mean, even the, the, uh, don't call them Twitch commentators, you yeah. know, like the, the, the guys who had the streaming show that were do- basically what we do with movies. Like if, yes. If schism was a real thing, Eddie and I would probably have a reaction show to it. And probably. we'd probably be sitting there watching it live just like those guys. Like that's it's very in touch with the current times. Now it might not age well in ten years, but it's also not gonna be a you know, generational classic. It's not like yeah. you know, we're gonna be telling our grandkids about guns akimbo. It's like no, it, you know, but it's yeah. very much of the time. It's like it's one of those things that, you know, those of us who are living through this. 10 years from now might be scrolling through Netflix or whatever the current streaming service is in 10 years and be like, Oh yeah, that's kind of nostalgic now. Right. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like watching a movie and seeing a flip phone. It's like, I remember those, you know, yeah. or seeing or hearing a MySpace reference. You know what I mean? It's like, I oh, remember yeah. that, you know? So right. I think that's going to be the, the legacy of guns akimbo. Um, do you want to get into the story a little bit? Well, yeah, let's get into the story a little bit. I mean, this, it is, it, it's very, it's, very paper thin. Yeah, it's it's very much what you expect if you watch the trailer, which if you're watching our video stream, you just saw it. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so Daniel Radcliffe is uh, is your stereotypical... A game designer. Yeah, he, he's, an, uh, he's a dude who's unhappy with his station in life, basically. Uh, you know, he's, he's a coder for video games that spends most of his time just trolling people in the comments section of not YouTube. Um, base so and and that's that's his life he he has an ex-girlfriend who uh he clearly fucked up uh the relationship because yes. you know probably based on his life i'm assuming uh his life choices or lack thereof right um the fact that he's in that stereotypical rut that a lot of us get into where it's like yeah you just you're going through the motions you know it's like yeah, you had this vision of a dream job in your head and then it just became a job job yeah right it, you know, it's we, all we've all shine. had We've all had all, yeah, yeah. You know, especially nowadays. Again, this is very, very of the times, right? And so the only reprieve he gets is you know is trolling, trolling people. people. Yeah, that's it. He, and he goes in the comment sections, and yeah, I mean they they can't obviously say Twitch, but Schism is is basically Twitch or or a show on Twitch, right? And, and he goes one night. He's sitting up. Uh, he he's drinking beers. He's on his couch, he's in his fluffy pajamas, and he's just fucking with people in the comment section until that comment section fucks back. Yeah, and it's it's funny because he yeah, he, he's making fun of everybody for enjoying it, is what I believe happens. And so the that's why schism itself pinpoints him. Yeah, it seems like uh, especially based off of I mean it it's the, the trolling part is like he explains in the narration it's his one joy in life. Um and it seems like he's kind of made it his life. Yeah. Uh, like he he shows up to work, the first thing he does is he starts fucking with people instead of doing his job and he's got his his supervisor, what is it? I would say Chad, <laughs> but I know it's not. Yeah, I was going to say Todd. <laughs> uh Xander, of course. Why would yeah, I of course. You know, the bit the big muscle-bound tan guy who's walking around with his protein shake all day. You, that guy who's yeah. just he's the just worst. there to fuck with him. He's just the worst. Right. He's it's he's the one that you're like when he gets shot in the face you're like good. Yeah. Good for you. 
Um, although it, there is a character, so I mean, yeah, obviously it's it's a new movie. I don't think it goes without saying that we do a show that spoils stuff. So if you're yeah. watching this, you haven't seen Guns Akimbo. What the fuck? Go watch it. It's on Amazon um, Prime. Also, also, it's Guns Akimbo. You know yeah. what I mean? This isn't this yeah. isn't the you know Kaiser Soze twist in yeah. the usual suspects. We're we're not telling you Darth Vader's his father, okay? This 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 is you know we're not spoiling much. So he has his uh his coworker there, uh who's who gets dubbed Nerf guy for about yeah. twenty minutes, uh, yep. and and he's funny. He's he's the funny comic relief. You think he's going to be his Ned, a guy in the chair, yeah. and. He ends up just getting shot in the face, and I felt nothing. Like that's yeah, part of you that's part that, of my problem with this movie. You, you, it's like this is a guy who's like who should be endearing, and when they pull them, because you think it's meant to believe that uh, that the schism guys kidnap his girlfriend, you're meant to think that she gets shot in the face. But they pull the hood off, and it's like, oh, it's the coworker. I feel nothing about this person because you uh, haven't. You he made me, me chuckle once. Yeah, you know the, the Nerf thing, shooting Samara weaving with a Nerf gun. Okay, cute, funny. I I would have reacted the same way as all the Twitch people that reacted on it. Though I was like, ah, Nerf guy, that's great. He's a meme, but that's about it. Yeah, right. That's it. You're that's true. The only character that that really kind of, the only character that really kind of gets flushed out a little bit, like ancillary character, is like the homeless guy. <laughs> right, kind of. <laughs> Kind of like because kind of. it's the unfortunate thing is like the cop, you know, and and this was done kind of on purpose is you're not supposed to realize whether the cops are working with schism or like are good cops. But the reveal that he wants Nick's, you know, and then you find out that it's his daughter right. is like, oh, this feels very unearned. Yeah. Like, I don't. I haven't f- seen your obsession with her enough to care about your desire to find her. And you haven't, like, aside from one fireball, haven't explained their, like, her trauma at all. There's also, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, they were trying to do it as their big twist. Right. It's like, oh, and it's her dad. Um, but I think unearned is the best way to describe it because it's like, let's go with the reality that that is her father. Um, I feel that this wouldn't even be going on because right. her whole her whole goal in this is the reason the reason she's taking part in schism is because um, tattooed Fred Halpert over here is, is that Fred Halpert? Who's who's the guy? What's the uh, reference I'm trying to do? Um, Ah, shit, I lost it. Oh, well, it wasn't a good one anyway. Anyway, the leader of Schism has said that uh, he's going to wipe her slate clean, basically. Right. He's going to give her a, a free pass and wipe all her crimes. But if if her crimes are because of Schism and she's being forced to do this and the cop chasing her is her dad, you would think reality would be, again, we say it all the time, this would all be moot if they could just have a conversation. Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. All, all of my crimes are Schism-based. from prison. Mental institution, right? Maybe uh, she, she was committed at thirteen, I believe, is, is what what the the brief narra- yeah. character narration was. Again, this is part of the problem with this movie, where it's like you you didn't take the time to set up the characters, so then to flip the script on her now being a sympathetic character doesn't work. 
right? It doesn't. She never. She never gets there either. She never becomes sympathetic, even in the bitter end. It's like, eh, she's still kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, she's like everybody's kind of just unlikable. You know, like Daniel Radcliffe is relatable, but mm. he's not likable. You no, know, because again, anyone who's been trolled on the internet, you hate him. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, pal, you kind of deserve this. Like, yeah. Again, we talked about it earlier. You say stupid shit. You used to get smacked in the mouth. Now it's just par for the course. Yeah, you can just, you can just, you know, verbally assault people for. Yeah, know, I can no start recourse. a new. I can start a fake email account and a fake Twitter account and just go to town on somebody yeah. and. You can literally just to... spread lies about people on the internet these days. It's, uh... Yeah, right. Or create your own false narrative of events. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. Nonsense. You, you, can, you can be a cunt. Yeah. But the <laughs> the funny thing is, is we're both thinking of two very different people. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but this movie, it's just it like shows yeah. how relatable this movie is. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Radcliffe, relatable, not likable, not right. likable at all. So I don't actually care whether or not, like, what should have happened, like. And not to rewrite this movie, but mm-hmm. what should have happened is, is Daniel Radcliffe should have been a good guy and that Zane douche like manager guy, Xander, Xander, <laughs> Xander was his roommate and used his laptop to be a huge dick and troll on the Internet. So now everything comes back to Daniel Radcliffe right. and they think that it was him but it was really his roommate, you know? So now all of a sudden, Oh, you're a sympathetic person. Like, so they just do a mistaken identity movie. Yeah. It's well, it's a mistaken identity because at the end of the day, like Daniel Radcliffe is still in the situation he's in, whether they knew yeah, that he, he was, he got himself into this. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, no, whether no, he was I, I don't know if, you know, talking shit on the internet deserves you have guns drilled into your hands. Right. But but probably not. But, you know, that's not for me to say. It's above my pay grade. Um, But, yeah, he's they make him they make him sympathetic because of his relatability. Um, And and it is you, you do get the feeling that deep down he's he's one of those good guys that it's just like. And again, I it's it's a very relatable in the times movie where it's just like he's just. He's given up. He, yeah, he's he's given up. He's he's going through a daily grind of shit every single day. This is his outlet. Yeah. Is he harming anybody? Maybe a little mentally, but not. Yeah. Not much more than that. He's and and you get the feeling, and, and I'm sure it was kind of based in the narration that was you know hit or miss, um, that he's he's going after people in the comments that are already being awful people. So he's kind yeah. of like, he's, he's trolling he, the he's, trolls. He's trying to be the Batman of the trolls basically. Yeah. You know, where, where people are fucking with people and he's going to try to fuck with them type of thing. Right. Uh, so he's a little bit of a, a sympathetic person that way, uh, but still contributing to the, you know, the yeah. culture as it is. Um, yeah, it, it was it, it, watching it with the, um, with the mindset in 2020 is, is weird because of all the, the Twitch type stuff. 
Yeah. It's like, you know, every everybody's a streamer now. Everybody. Everybody's I mean, literally, we're doing this. Um yeah. so it's it's not like we're any better. Um <laughs> but it's like, you know, everybody anybody that plays a video game, it's like eventually you're gonna think to yourself, Well, how can I stream this and make a couple dollars off of it? That's what schism is. It's like you, you get the feeling it's like some, you know, this, you know, the director guy or, or whatever his name is, uh, I'm sure it's awful. Um yeah. but it's like you, <laughs> you, you get the yeah, Richter. Yeah, you were close with a K. Richter with a K. Yeah. Um, so you, you get the impression that it was like he, he killed somebody once on and someone videotaped and he's like, I can make some money off of this. Yeah. You know, his his. Well, murder, that's why he went to jail. He went, he probably his, went to jail for snuff films. And this right. is just so somebody somebody watched his Facebook live of him killing someone. And, and he got the inspiration of this. We can turn it into a game and people will watch and then people will comment and then they'll watch more and then they'll comment more and then more views and more views. And then we'll have drones flying around. That's the it, funniest part about this. It was very cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Technically, technically, it was very, very cool. <laughs> very impressive. Yes. The, the thing is, is that as somebody who does do a lot of things on the Internet, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, just because you have two million views doesn't mean you made any money. No, no. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, he's really proud of like them franchising at the end, right? You know, the, and the, the franchise is how he was going to make money. That but is just how he was. One money. single stream getting two million views. It's like great. You you maybe you made a hundred bucks there, pal. Yeah. You know? Right. you know, Google ad dollars aren't worth all that much these days. Trust me. Yeah. No, <laughs> not. And you know, if you can watch for free people won't pay for it true so this uh, that's why you get the twitch donations yeah but people don't even do that (laughs) all right we made five dollars off that life (laughs) yeah wow you know because at least like that was what was it was it gamer with gerard butler yes that like people would like pay and like you could give them a weapon or something like wasn't that i don't know maybe i I vaguely remember the, the premise of that movie but uh, wasn't wasn't the Steve Austin movie kind of this? Uh, I mean, I know, I know. It, we're actually we're gonna, we're gonna do it next week. The Running Man is kind of like this too. Yeah, like a, a, the Running Man is kind of the '80s version of this. I didn't yes. even think of that when we planned out this movie coming next. No, uh, but uh, like, I kind of felt like Steve Austin's first starring movie. Uh, yeah, the Condemned. Condemned. Uh, that that was. Well, like, that see that one made sense. Kind of that was Man, a, right? That was a. It was uh, Hunger Games. It was like Hunger Games Battle Royale. But it was that, still like streaming somewhere. They were it broadcasting it some. Okay, yeah. paper. Okay, pay per view. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so same sense. principle. Yeah. Yeah. And Running um, Man was was one one of a TV network, so they had advertising dollars and yes, know, gambling yeah. side. Like ben yeah, there's a bunch of gambling. We'll do it next and, week. <laughs> yeah. What is it? He there's a bunch of advertising that he spews out, which is great. <laughs> I can't wait for next month. Yeah, we're doing Arnold August next month. Uh, we're kicking it off with the Running Man, which I, again, I'm I'm shocked we didn't even think about that connection. That yeah, they're both death games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, too bad we weren't doing death games, and then we could do the game of death, and you could hear me just be so mad at a movie for three quarters of it. How about Game of Death Two? No, no. <laughs> I, I have them on Blu-ray now on Criterion. <laughs> No, Game of Death 2? He wasn't in the first one. Uh, yeah, Game of Death 2 is actually a special feature on the Criterion disc. He wasn't even in the first one. Yeah, well, the cardboard cutout of him was in the mirror. <laughs> 
in glorious 4K high definition. Yeah, you can definitely tell it's a cardboard cutout in 4K. Glue. Yeah, you can see the cardboard ridges. God. Oh shit. Um, overall, Guns Akimbo. Before we wrap it up. Yeah, I I think it's worth a watch, especially on Amazon Prime. I mean, mm. what else are you gonna be doing? <laughs> you know. You've, if you've watched, if you're looking for something weird and fun to watch, I think that the movies that you uh, talked about in the beginning, those like grindhouse, schlocky, machete like esque yeah. movies, uh, it fits right in with that. Uh, it is definitely a stylized movie. It, for the most part, achieves the feel it's going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that the be- the middle of that movie just drags a little too much. And if Daniel Radcliffe wasn't in this it probably would have been like an hour long short film. Yeah. It, it would, it would have been basically a director's demo reel. Right. Yeah. Um, also before we wrap up, um, of all the things to have framed in your apartment, Rambo two. Yeah. Weird. He, he had not the first Rambo and yeah, not weird. even a modern Rambo, but he had Rambo first blood part two poster framed in his apartment. It's very weird. Like, there's also I, a, I got the Doom reference. Like there was a there was a Doom right. video game case, and this obviously the first person style of this movie is very much inspired by Doom and those types of video games. But yeah, the, the Rambo Two. Yeah, like, was that just the cheapest movie you could get rights to use the poster on? Yeah, I don't know. There was also uh, something that wasn't paid off and annoyed the hell out of me that mm-hmm. it wasn't, and it was the guy in the horse gimp mask. Uh his character's name was Fuckface. Yeah. Not sure. joking. That's yes. Yeah. Of course it was. And so one of the things that they said was, you know, why do you have to? He's like, you know, calls him out on it because this yeah. movie is like weirdly self-aware at times. Yep. And he's like, you know, you don't have to. Why do you have to wear that all the time? Because if you took it off, you'd be frightened or something. And like says that his face is all fucked up. And you think at a certain point he'd get his mask ripped off. Right. Well, and then at the end, at the end, he's like the last guy. Mm. before Nyx like blows herself up. Yep. And it's just like, oh, we definitely should see what he looks like, right? Like yeah. and it's just like, nope. 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 We don't even nope. we don't nope. even pretend to get there. It was a it was a pretty good pretty good uh end scene for her though. Yeah. Just just coming down the middle. I mean granted she would have been dead way earlier. There was about a dozen stormtroopers with machine guns blowing her away. And and she also had a belt of C4. And as we all know, C4 Plastique from New Jersey is the best C4 you can get. And yes. it just, it blows up without explanation. Yeah, if you <laughs> flick it hard enough, it'll just explode. Someday we will Google how exactly C4 works and prove all these movies wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, no, that's a paperweight without. Because look, I know from Die Hard, you yeah. need detonators for C4. Even though John McClane wrapped one on a computer and threw it down an elevator and somehow it blew up. So, well, he had all the detonators and he stuck them in. But isn't a detonator like a, a thingy? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he stuck in the He just in the pins and then he, he made a, a, a reference where he's just like, fuck it, and stuck more in as if 
the more pins you stick, the bigger the bang. But it's like it's still just one brick of C. Like the, yeah, the C four is the bang part, like not the pins. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like what? How does this work? Someone out there, please tweet at us at Mike Went at the Eddie McCabe. How does C four work? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's nonsensical because you're absolutely right. Like it, she it, straps it, a belt to it to herself, gets shot a million times, and then just I don't know, has an atomic reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Also, also, that explosion was so big. It was, but it wasn't. Like, it looked like it should have been massive and destroyed the building. And everything we've learned in movies says C4, one brick of C4 would destroy a building. She had a belt of it. And it looked like an atomic bomb should have gone off. But the building was still standing and only seemed to affect that room. And not even all of that room, because Daniel Radcliffe was in the back of that room, just hiding behind boxes. And he was fine. Yeah, he was okay. Like, his face should have melted. (laughs) Yeah, at least he would have been cooked from the heat. Yes, yes. His, and the fact that he had guns welded into his hands, those would have been warm as shit. <laughs> yes. Let, let's think about that. For, also, that was another thing that didn't pay off. Because um, the, the very first moment he realized he has guns, he shoots that Rambo poster. And right. then he his narration says that, you know, guns are much louder in real life than in the movies. And if Rambo, he, if Rambo was real, he wouldn't be shooting all these things. He'd be get, learning sign language. But then the rest of the movie, he's shooting guns willy-nilly. And... Oh, he also doesn't know sign language at the end, well, which he that. should. He, he sh- <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would have been wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <he> just... <laughs> but, yeah. But again, he, he didn't have the guns taken off his hands until the very end when he turns into Batman. Yeah, which, yeah, yes, it's weird. It's a it's weird Batman hat. mixed with Jay and Silent Bob. He's basically going after all the trolls. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's very odd. Uh, is that Guns Akimbo? That's Guns Akimbo. All right, coming up next week on that movie show, The Running Man. Arnold August kicks off with The Running Man. Who loves you and who do you love? The Running Man. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I'm super excited for that movie. I'm also very excited for Arnold August. I'm going to try and find the nonsensical movie of him fighting Jackie Chan in a prison of some kind, the oh, iron mask right. too, or whatever. Yeah. I think they, they remade the man in the iron mask, right? Then we watched the trailer like we a year ago. The trailer. It came out. I just don't know where to find it. Oh, Cause it's see. got like three European Russian names or something. Or but Schwarzenegger, uh, it was man in the iron mask, right? I think so. Iron mask. Let's see here. Uh, the Iron Mask. Uh, Journey to China. That's it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's it. The Iron Mask would have just been fine. We didn't need the Journey Journey to China, the mystery of the Iron Mask. Holy shit, that's a long title. Uh, yeah, you should see it in, when it's in Russian or whatever. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Russia, China, U.S., uh, it claims it came out. Oh, it came out in China last summer. Yep. Um, it doesn't have a United States release date. It has yeah. an Estonia one. So oh, thank God! There's that. Uh, France got it on DVD. Poland and the UK got it on the internet. Uh, Russia and Kazakhstan got it in IMAX. Good for them. Uh, yeah, I don't. Jesus. All right, so homework assignment. Yeah, we're going to have to try and find it. 
homework assignment for that movie show and all of you watching and listening to that movie show. If you can find Journey to China, The Mystery of the Iron Mask streaming, let myself or Eddie know. You can follow us on social media at Mike Went at the Eddie McCabe on all forms of social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, of course, the Facebook for the show is facebook.com slash that movie show TV. Uh, and of course, thatmovieshow.net is the website where you can find the archives. Uh, you can find links to the audio podcast. You can find links to Eddie's Evenings with Eddie series, uh, as well as his Disney Princess series, uh, and all the fun and shenanigans that we try to do. Uh, that's kind of our hub, if you will. Plus, you know, we share it on all our social medias. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week for The Running Man as Arnold August kicks off. Bye, everybody. That's Hoobie Valley, Hoobie Hollywood, where any office boy or young mechanic.